This week on Erotic Awakening, blood, book blacking, and booty. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. The Erotic Awakening podcast is great for the support of our patron community, who is going to receive the audio version of Polyamory Toolkit, Stop Dancing Over There, Cauldron, <laughs> as well as get to see videos of Cauldron dancing. You'll receive free early access to the podcast, free ebooks, exclusive chats, and other content. Thank you to all of our supporters. Well, it is a nice little tune. I'll give you that. It is. Our own. Deanna found this little catchy thing where we could make our own music, and, and we made our own music, and people hated it. So we went back to this. And you and I really like it. <laughs> I still remember what it sounds like. I do too. <laughs> it's stuck in my head. Yep. It's been years ago. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. Today, <laughs> did we do that part already? I have no I clue. I don't have COVID for those who heard me coughing. That was a little bit withdrawn, indrawn mm-hmm. air. But I will say this, and we'll get to the actual show in just a moment. <laughs> really interesting to see the number of people coming back from the different events, whether it's, uh, well, Various leather events, various cake events. Um, COVID's still out there, kids. <laughs> yeah. It did not magically go away. And uh, so that's just something you need to know about. Regardless, doesn't stop us. We're still going to a lot of events. Yeah, we just are careful about it. Uh, you know, at this point, you, you have all the boosters you can possibly get. And- no, we don't, actually. A new one just came out for Om- Omnicron. Is that what it's called? I thought that was a Transformer. What? No. All right. Let's get to the actual show since we're t- clearly not medical enthusiasts. No, but at all. a new booster just came out on Friday for the specific strain. Thank you for the segue. Speaking of medical things, that's <laughs> eh, a terrible segue. Today on the podcast, we are speaking with Cauldron of Cauldron's Crypt, uh, a repeat person who's been on the, cl- on the podcast before. Mm hmm. And I don't know why you decided to do it again, Cauldron, but welcome back. Thank you, because you guys are awesome. That's why. Well, <laughs> checks in the mail. <laughs> uh, and tonight on the podcast, we're going to be talking about blood play, which is something that I know next to nothing about. Um, my only interaction with blood play at all was one of the very 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 first events that dawn and i went to in a little podunk town in west virginia uh it was one of the things yeah yeah, it was one of the types of play being done oh that was like the first event Uh, no i think there was two in columbus and that was our first event outside of town Mm -hmm. so yeah and someone was absolutely into blood play yeah so uh, let's start there, Cauldron. Um, well, actually, let's start with what is blood play? Uh, that's an easy one. Playing with blood. There's two different types uh, or groups of people I found. The ones that that play to the point of, of bloodletting or those that, well, three types bathe in it. Basically, uh, they love the feeling of their blood or someone else's blood on them. And then there are the ones who actually consume it. Hmm. So that sounds like like five or six types. Let's get into that. <laughs> sure that when we talk about blood, are we talking specific? Are we talking about menstrual blood 
Or are we talking about slicing wow. people? You went there. Okay. It's, hey, I it certainly that. can be menstrual, but that tends to be a separate fetish. Okay. Um, all to itself. Uh, most people, when they talk about being a, a, a blood player, that's not what they're referring to. So we are talking, therefore, about in, in some fashion causing, I, 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 and you tell me, the top is causing the bottom to bleed in some way, and they are doing something with that blood. Is that a or, fair high level? Or, or them, themselves. I've had a scene with Mayfair uh, where there was heavy knife play with the intent of cutting and on her back, and then... Uh, because we are blood bonded, I took a syringe and drew blood out of my arm. And uh, I used to be a phlebotomist, so I was a, a vampire in the in the medical setting, and basically sprayed her with a syringe full of my blood. Hmm. I would have to say I have not heard or thought of that before. I mean, we've seen we go to some events where they do allow blood play, so we've seen cuttings. Right. We've seen uh, ritual cuttings. We've seen needle play. Yeah, which... but I haven't seen blood play per se. I've seen a variety of styles of play, with the exception of the first event we talked about, where, where blood is a pro- byproduct, mm-hmm. but not an intent, mm. not a I am doing this thing to cause blood. Um, let's So let's start with this whole slicing using the heavy knife play. Right. Mm-hmm. That's got to be super edgy. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, to say the least, what <laughs> in two ways? What qualifies you to take a knife to somebody and slice them to the point of of bleeding? Uh, technically, nothing. But with years of experience in knife play and uh, the trust that was built between Mayfair and I, it was it was an agreed upon consensual behavior an action but it's it a lot of people can't wrap their head around why you would want to do that and i'm sure you're headed there so I'll <laughs> no yes yes, yes me, 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 me to set that bridge. <laughs> okay uh for me it goes back to my roots of how i got into bdsm um i think i briefly mentioned this last time that i was a guest talking about how I got into the scene was through kind of the industrial like vampire scene of the nineties. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a lot of uh, underground raves with golf kids and being kind of a golf kid myself back then. Um, it just came natural. Like there was just a, a lot of that type of vampiric role play, but it, for me, it started Way before that, like deep into my childhood, I don't remember the exact event, but somewhere I linked uh, blood as, you know, the, the essence of another person, the spiritual and the erotic together. And so it's, it's almost a spiritual experience with me, which is why I'm extremely selective on who I play with in that way. Now, if I'm doing impact and there is blood, that's that that's just different. Dane, right. you look like you're about to pass out. <laughs> that's how I think. That's how I think. The 
and I want to step back for a moment in case our audience uh, members are not familiar. You use the word blood bonded. Um, yes. What what does that specifically mean, and and how is it different from fluid bonded? So uh, fluid bonded, general body fluids, ejaculate, male or female, uh, saliva, general fluid bonded. And then you've got blood bonded. Obviously, there's going to be uh, more diseases uh, carried through blood than than general uh, fluid bonding. And so we have interacted with each other's blood previously to that particular scene that I was mentioning. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're, we, we don't shy away from it. It's highly erotic to us. And, uh, yeah, so it's uh we've consumed each other's blood we've um had a lot of bloodlettings while uh, during sexual activity and you know, mm-hmm. it's just uh, i'm sorry i'm getting a little aroused right now <laughs> I hear it in the voice so um so before you guys became blood bonded and um, I know this is probably a personal choice with people just like fluid bonded, but did you guys end up going through like testing and stuff like that to, to make sure that the blood was, uh, I hate using the word clean, but you know what I mean? Yeah, no. Uh, make decisions around. Yeah. Good question. Uh, and absolutely. Yes. Um, but as part of my uh relationship with my wife it's necessary if i'm going to have unprotected sex with someone that i you know it's it's there's a certain way that we have to go about that with a a waiting period and and blood testing and that type of thing so yeah we are very cautious on disease and illness stds stis yeah, that's usually my first question that I ask because I'm like, oh, it could be so dangerous in so many ways. What's the easiest way for someone who is new to this and they want to get involved in blood play? What's the easiest way to cause somebody to bleed in a way that's not uh, uncontrollable? I hate to say not dangerous, but in a, in okay, a in safe-ish a, in a safe-ish way. Uh, Walmart, you can buy diabetic supplies mm-hmm. real easy. Uh, the, the, uh, pins that are for pricking your finger, which I'm a diabetic. I have like five or six of these and you just, you can put that on somebody's finger, push the button or on your own finger, push the button. And you're going to have a little spot of blood pop up. I, it, sometimes it doesn't hurt at all. Other times it hurts just a little bit. But yeah, you, and it and you can set the depth so that uh, that certainly helps too because you can uh, if you set it real shallow, you're just going to get like uh, no blood to a single little drop. You set it deep, and you can open up a, a little hole that's going to bleed for a few minutes just to kind of dip your toe in. And those things you can get for I don't know like ten bucks and a box of sterile lancets. So mm-hmm. yeah. So- don't go straight for the scalpel or the shark. No, no, absolutely not. Uh, especially the scalpel. Uh, you know, if you've if you're doing knife play and you happen to uh, scratch somebody and it's been negotiated, and you've you've had the the conversations that that we deem appropriate in that situation, uh, 
yeah, you can consume a little bit of blood and it, it won't hurt you. Um, I'm certainly not going to go full vampire and open up a jugular or, <laughs> you know, and, and drink a, a gallon or even an ounce. You don't even want to do a full shot, but just like a little lick of blood here and there, it's not going to uh, affect you. Wow. So I hadn't even thought when I think of blood play, I think of um, like I was just mentioning. So knife play, needle play, things that might cause blood. Right. I haven't really thought of like blood play the way you're describing it, probably since that first scene that we saw. Mm -hmm. So and because it's not really allowed at events or at least a lot of events that we've been to. Right. Um, There's probably one down south. That would probably allow allow it when placed down south, but um, not something I see a lot of in person. And, and that's an interesting point because I think Don that I think we go to a fair number of events where yeah. it would be allowed, if because you know you know there's not these uh, rules against breaking of skin right because needle play is allowed, mm-hmm. so obviously it's allowed. So Colgen, why do you think in the and this is over twenty years I can say I have seen. I'm going to say two for me. Two classes on oh, blood play? classes. No, I, I said two scenes in 20 years. Two oh. scenes in 20 years and zero classes. We've had classes where blood is a byproduct. Scarification, cuttings, that kind of thing. But no blood play classes. Is it that unusual a kink or is it something or else? Or is it private or is it? Yeah. Uh I think in my experience over the the past, uh, God, I'm I'm 45. So uh, my first experience that I recall as an adult and in the scene at 18, um, most of the people that I've met in that time frame that are involved are pretty private with it. yeah, it, it's more of a privacy thing, I, I guess. I, I've had a lot of people ask me about it, but most of them that have asked me about it were in long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. And they weren't asking me about like pickup play with it or anything like that, which I would highly, highly advise against. It's just absolutely not safe for pickup play. Uh, in in this particular style, and again, that's that's the big difference. Like uh, we just had at our local play space, they had a blood a blood play night, is what you know, kind of what they called it, and like a, a blood bank type of thing, where they were basically inviting in the I don't like the expression, but the heavy players to come in, and they were putting down the tarps and and all of that, you know, and. I had a crew of medical professionals that know how to properly clean before, during, and after, and it was very well done. I'll give them credit. Um, but that was the aspect that they were they were going at is it was a byproduct of the heavy, uh, heavier types of play, the heavy impact play, whips, um, you know, barbed wire wrapped baseball bats, that type of thing. But uh, to me. My type of blood, which I love that stuff. Don't get me wrong. I love that stuff. Uh, but my type of, of 
blood play to be a blood fetishist mm-hmm. really is it, it it just you find something more out of it it the connection that you have because it is taboo and i i do have a very serious kink for the taboo <laughs> so you know yeah wow like i said I'm, I'm just picturing something totally different coming out of this conversation than i was going into the conversation and it's 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 hmm visceral yes good word yeah it's it's a very visceral feeling about what you're trying to explain cauldron yeah i mean you look at, at some of the everybody looked at the famous people who did this um uh, billy bob thornton and angelina jolie wearing they they admitted in interviews that they had tasted or drank each other's blood and they wore vials of each other's blood uh on necklaces and the way that they were looked at by society even by kinksters uh, that they were just, you know, crazy, weird, just trying to do things for show. You know, uh, everybody had something to say, and the vast majority of people said something negative, and nobody really got into the spiritual. I mean, for me, it could go back to the religious mm-hmm. and to the crucifixion because I was raised in the Christian church and hearing so much about the the crown of thorns and how the blood must have poured from his head and of course you know the nails and the stabbing of with the spear into the side and this image of of this spiritual thing so for me it's it kind of and i I hate to sound like hoity-toity frou-frou out there kind of guy but it does kind of transcend to a whole different level for me, for me. Yeah, no, I totally dig that. And and yeah. there is, I, I can, I don't know about hoity toity frou frou because I, I dig there are kinds of play like that. I would, I akin that to uh, hook pulls um, and that kind of play. Um, let me, well, all right. Let me ask you one more question. If you don't mind. <laughs> oh, you, fire it will. Have you ever had a blood play scene go wrong? And what happened? No. No, I haven't. And that's because I'm so selective with who it's with. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, just now it, it's something that I am so cautious about. Well, that- that's good. I'm glad that you're cautious. I'm glad that your answer is no, but let me uh caveat this with what you say are you i I forget cauldron do you ride motorcycles yeah yeah absolutely what do you say when people say oh i've never laid down my bike what do you say uh just wait it'll happen (laughs) we'll ask you this blood bad scene thing later in your career it's yes it's it's not a matter of if it's when yeah no yeah. mom could have stopped by. They got all over the lasagna. It was no. <laughs> now, you know, to go to the more common style of that, where where somebody there's a toy I follow on FetLife. Uh-huh. A toy is a very she's a very very extreme. Uh, for her thirtieth birthday, she wanted thirty licks from thirty people, 
and she her whole ass just pouring blood and they had to stop somewhere in the 600s oh, um, wow. because she was bleeding so bad and i saw that picture and it's just so incredibly arousing of course fat life made her change it to to friends only um but you know in that type of scenario where it's impact play or or needles or something like that where where blood is just part of the other type of play that takes place Mm -hmm. yes i can easily see something going wrong but when it's handled appropriately when there's limits set like a six-month stop on any sexual contact with somebody else like outside of the group um and then the testing and all of that and then okay well uh it's been six months nobody has had sex with any other partner other than who they're already having sex with and none of those other partners have had sex with any other partners it's a closed poly group at that point or a a close a monogamous relationship at that point and it's been that way for a solid six months 100 percent then because i'm so cautious after seeing uh losing a teacher in high school to to aids Mm. uh, I'm, i'm probably overly cautious about it um but when you set up such strict guidelines uh, uh, an opportunity for a mishap is extremely rare. Um, but I mean, if if you're using a scalpel and you're going, you end up going too deep or something like that, then yeah, that there are those chances. But um, yeah, I don't, uh, especially like if I'm doing a syringe draw or something, hooking up a butterfly in somebody's hand, uh, like like you'd have for an IV or something like that. (laughs) Then you pull it out and dance in the blood. I can see the picture. Or you suck on it like it's a straw. I think you just lost Dan. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Don't do that. There's a certain way that that has to be done with other things. You can't just hook up a butterfly and do that without a risk of contamination. So don't do that, people. Colton, if people want to get a hold of you to find out what else not to do or to have you come out and, and talk more about blood play or listen to your podcast, how do they get a hold of you? Uh There's a contact page there for email, phone number, everything else. Fantastic. Hang around for a little bit while we talk about other things than you. Uh, Don, I'm totally confused about October. Are we in Canada? Are we in Chicago? Or are we in Colorado? We're all three. We're in all three of those places. But you could find out more if you sign up for our newsletter. So keep up with all our events, book news, discounts, and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. And get your EA shout out like Luis from London. Rachel from New Jersey. Lewis from London, in case I said the first name wrong. <laughs> and Alisa from New Jersey. Head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today. Awesome. Don, recently we had a podcast listener reach out to us and say, hey, I would like to get a hold of a boot black, but I don't know, one, how am I going to reach out to a boot black? What is the right protocol to do so? And am I going to piss off the leather community because I'm not a leather person? Uh, Cauldron, you ever do any boot blacking or you ever get your boots blacked? 
I've I've shined, I've blacked mine many, many a time. Uh, and I have a few times had them blacked by other people. Awesome. Awesome. So I would think they would be just fine putting an application out there saying, hey, I'm looking for a boot black submissive. I don't feel like there's anything wrong with asking for something specific. And there's a lot of boot blacks out there that would love to serve someone, you know, I would even take a step back to say I would say I am looking for the services of a boot black, not necessarily a boot black submissive. Mm. I think that in general, mm-hmm. boot black, true. at least in the leather community, at least when we see it, it is an act of service and, but it may not be an act of submission. Mission. Right. Right. There is a difference. There. Yeah. And, and, and I think that there's no reason to be concerned that the leather community will judge you harshly because you may not be part of the leather community and want looking for a boot black. The only thing I would say is when you make that reach out, if you talk, if somebody says, Oh, I might be interested Ask them about fair compensation. Many boot blacks uh, operate for tips, either Mm -hmm. for themselves to pay for supplies, or maybe they're funding some charity. On the other hand, I've I've had situations with uh, people that wanted um, teaching about a particular topic, um, understanding of protocols in the leather community. They just want to know more about it, or they wanted a good old scene, right? All those things are fine negotiation things, right? So just ask them what would they like to get out of that. Many of them may say, I dig the service of it. I dig simply the the blacking of boots, in which case I would still tip them because that shit's not cheap. Exactly. All All the stuff that you need to go with that. Yeah. So lots of products involved, lots of time learning involved. And a lot of times at uh, big events, there'll be uh, boot blacks set up. Uh, all the events I've ever been to, the big ones, um, there's I think there's just about always been a blue, a boot black station uh, mm-hmm. set up. And uh, but yeah, I like that you mentioned the the tipping because that stuff is very expensive in owning all of my own stuff. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I just gave when we went RVing. I gave all my stuff away. So I found someone that wanted to learn boot blacking and gave it all to them. So, because it's expensive, mm-hmm. right? And most of them, most dry out. Yep. Most of the ones that I know, they they just really that goes to the 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 uh, uh, events and stuff. They just love the opportunity. They don't care if you're leather or not. They just love the opportunity to hear the story of your leather because uh, it's 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 tied to a leather fetish from from my experiences. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep. Uh, Colgin, are you going to make it to Kinky College in October? I don't know. Uh, I'm in physical therapy right now for a neck injury. I possibly am going to have to have a quadrifusion of my cervical spine. So I, I don't really know yet. I'm going to try to. I, cool. uh, I, I'm just kind of curious for yourself. One of the challenges that Dawn and I have in, and you've probably shared this challenge is because of the podcast, we know a lot of people and there's not a lot of opportunities to hang out with those people, right? Dawn and I were talking the other day that it would be great if our friends from South Carolina and our friends from Tennessee and our friends from Ohio and our friends from Illinois could all like just fucking get their shit together and move into a, a commune somewhere. 
which happened to follow, which I guess would have to be an RV commune since we're still RV in full time. Right, right. Uh, how do yeah, you, I'm down. <laughs> how, how do you keep up with people from, you know, that you know that you've met either via the podcast or via events or whatever um, and stay connected? A lot of phone calls, texts, <laughs> memes, passing back and forth. Mm. It's like, that's the, hey, uh, if I shoot you a meme, that's just my way of saying, I'm thinking about you. I love you. Hope you're doing well. And uh, can't wait to see you sometime soon. But, you know, with with my podcast and the uh, the, the Patreon producers, as I call them, uh, last year, year before last, I threw a big event and and had out of 70 something people, I think there were about 40 of them that were able to travel in. Uh, and I was hoping to do it this year, but that way at least I can get face to face time with these people because you guys know, as, especially as long as you've been around, the devotion that comes by, by some of the listeners and the dedication and just you know, you want to be able to give back because they give so much to me. I mean, I would have stopped my show years ago had it not been for all of the people that listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd stop it right now. <laughs> well, we've been really lucky since being on the road because we've been able to meet, you know, our friends in South Carolina and spend time with other listeners in Virginia and good grief kentucky we went out to dinner a few times with different listeners and um we're looking forward to getting to arizona because we're going to be close to san diego we have a long time oh, yeah. that's like yes. come out to california and oh, we're finally going to be out there yeah, yeah. so so that'll be nice cool. i like the idea of having an event that people can travel to and they can meet each other as well so that would be cool. hey let's merge our two communities and see uh uh, see if we can't get everybody there in the middle of the country or something. I, I know uh, there's quite a few of my listeners in Iowa. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's kind of a central, a more central location than where I live. So they've, they've often said, Hey, we even have a play space here. Let's, uh, can't, let's see if we can hold the crypt event here next time we get it together. But <laughs> cool. Uh, see, see you, you, joke about things like this and we've broken out our microsoft project already hey all right i'm down <laughs> don one of the ways people could probably keep a hold of us keep an eye on us find out what we're doing from a with our clothes on perspective is our instagram account so that is true so we try to put out things daily on instagram and a few other places but uh Recently, it was oral sex day. It was the sixth day of the ninth month. So I did put something out there a little more risque than usual. It was all still hidden and implied. I know what was going on behind the quilt. You know what was going on behind the quilt. (laughs) Mr. Malaprop, who took the picture, knew what was going on behind the quilt. (laughs) I I will point out that was not a 69, though. No, it's oral sex day. Oh, Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I so not sixty nine day, though Good. it is the right sixty nine. To I don't like sixty nine. To actually, I, saw. I can't think and and do and feel and I'll, I end up stopping so I can enjoy. And then they're like, "Hey, what the fuck? I'm doing all the work." Oh yeah. So and then I I try to remember and then I forget again. I saw a picture <laughs> earlier today. There was a uh, a woman standing up, 
and her legs were spread. And there's a feller, um, I don't know the, the nice way to say, doing her ass. And another feller in front of her licking her pussy. And I think I was supposed to be turned on by that picture. But what I actually was thinking is, she's she's not a fucking flamingo, guys. She cannot hold her body up with one leg for any length of time. <laughs> that is true. But if you want to see our picture <laughs> with the quilt. Oh, are we getting back to where that? We're getting that where, where we're getting back to. So. I was. I, I hear that description, and I'm thinking, poor guy, he's getting chin banged by somebody's balls. <laughs> That's where I'm thinking. So, and if he's one slips out, where's it going back in? There's more. There's extra holes there. Now. He's going to need a nose job after that. <laughs> 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 so you can find us on Instagram and see the picture of the day as erotic awakening. So Dan, it actually just popped into my head. Do you see the little note that I just posted yeah, there? Yeah. So we went to go. So we're in South Dakota right now. Mm-hmm. We passed through Wisconsin. We stayed a night in Minnesota to visit some of your family. Right. Mm-hmm. So we visited yeah. your stepmom and your brother. Now I know where this we is going. are not out to Dan's stepmom and brother. We 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 talk every now and then about, oh yeah, we've written some stuff and things like that. And they're both um, trying to be writers. And so we'll give them a, a couple of hints, but they've never actually asked what it is that we do. His stepmom will say, Dawn, so you're busy all the time. And I'm like, I've got a lot of side gigs. And then they see on Facebook how we're traveling and we're teaching. They've never actually asked us what we're doing, mm-hmm. right? Well, you're your brother. <laughs> so, so Caldra, check this out. Me and my brother are going for a walk. And kind of out of the blue, he says, so how long have you been doing that podcast? And I'm like, this could be a trap. Have a, do I do any clean podcast? Nope. Nope. He's talking about the one I think he's talking about. Um, and I told him how long we've been doing it. And I said, I didn't know you knew we did a podcast. And he said, oh, yeah. Uh, he never explained how he knew about it. Nor do I know how he knows about it. Uh, all he said was, well, the topic doesn't really interest me. But uh, so what, are you retired and you just live off the podcast money? And I said. <laughs> <laughs> so then they come into the house and um, uh, Dan said something that made me aware that they had had a bit of a conversation. And I'm like, well, that must have been interesting. And that's all the information I got. So still a <laughs> little bit of, hey, we know what you're doing, Dan and Dawn, but not enough to actually ask us deep questions. <laughs> well, I think that's a, a choice of to avoid those right, questions. Right. <laughs> um, I think we mentioned this before, but my uh, David's or my brother's wife was that my your, wife-in-law? Your sister-in-law. Oh, good. I'm glad you got that straight. If yes. I thought she was my wife-in-law, that's a different thing. No. <laughs> Um, we were talking about writing and, you know, uh, uh we mentioned something like, yeah, we write, you know, we've written, we published, self-published a book or two. And she said, oh, what are you guys writing about? And without missing a beat, I said, things that are not appropriate to discuss at this table. And we just went on with our lives. <laughs> Nobody wanted any more information. <laughs> so that was, that was interesting. And this is the same place that we had someone come up to us at dinner and say hello to us because they recognized us. Yep. We're in Minnesota. We've only been there once and someone comes up because they recognized us. And it's like, okay, we're having dinner with the uh with the the stepmom. Anyway, so <laughs> Minnesota's interesting for us. 
<laughs> Tell the people about your tentacles, honey. Let's get All out. right. So um, a couple of tentacles came in. Traver, of course, sent me a picture. It's a, it's a um, ancient octopus vase. So way back, ancient. <laughs> <laughs> tentacles, right? I don't know the time frame. And then John sent us a, a picture of an octopus mug holder. If you could see my hands, and we're we're not visual on the podcast, but it's a it's a big um, octopus with the tentacles up, and then the mugs hanging off of it. And yeah, so it's just pretty stuff at this yep. point. Absolutely. So take a moment to support us on the podcast. Write us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. <laughs> Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. You can find us as Dan and Dawn at the Twitter and FetLife. And Erotic Awakening on the Instagram. Use the links from the Erotic Awakening website for Facebook and Discord. Or just email us at Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Cauldron. Bye, Cauldron. Bye, Dan and Dawn. <laughs> <laughs>